Welcome to the WP SEO Show, brought to you by SEO Hive, your proactive white label SEO partner. The WP SEO Show is all about talking WordPress and SEO from optimizations, structures, setups, and plugins. We explore how to make your WordPress website perform better in the search engines. Here are your hosts, Pete Everett and Jeff Patch. Hello and welcome to this episode of the WP SEO Show. I am Pete, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by my good old mucker Jeff from the other <laughs> side of the Atlantic. Oh, sorry, that, that's that's a Yorkshireism. Yorkshire, Yorkshire is a part of England. All of the American listeners will know it more as Yorkshire. Um, but oh, yeah, that's not how you say it. That's how I always say it. What Yorkshire? It's like yeah. Worcestershire. It's mm-hmm. Worcestershire. Yeah, and uh-huh. Yorkshire. You speak. You're speaking English. <laughs> Yes, English, which comes from England. <laughs> Does it though? Does it though? <laughs> Ooh, this isn't where this show was meant to go. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Boy, we really, we really set, we really uh, set the precedent. Before we got started, we said, you know, this might be one of the topics that we have some kind of differing views on, and here we are. We're already fighting. Absolutely, I think, I think we we've already setting the bar for like a brawl. We, to, for, for full clarity, we kind of agreed that this topic that we're going to talk about in this show isn't something that we can agree to disagree on. So we basically have to keep on arguing till the death so that there is a definitive view that comes out of it. And it's, it is very important that one of us expires by this because two of us cannot live with these differing views. <laughs> and let's face it, an entire ocean and an entire continent isn't enough distance for our two worldviews to to uh to survive so uh <laughs> we're we're blowing this up so much it is not nearly this brutal or violent or <laughs> angry <laughs> right well well i'm i'm gonna now introduce the topic and we're a couple of minutes in and we'll see what the drop-off rate is on the episode when we get it into when we get it into captivate uh, uh, so that out. you know of, of people go- coming in listening to the intro and getting all worked up and kind of oh this is going to be good then we say what it is and they go oh no i'm not gonna listen to that oh man and they didn't talk about the weather today dang it what a crappy episode didn't talk about the weather i'm wearing i'm wearing thermals it's like (laughs) minus four outside has been for the best part of a week Um, it's january it's cold we get it move on yeah absolutely fight fight i was trying not to think about it and then there you go bringing it up again Uh, right okay so uh, we well let's preface this show with a little the whole concept of this show has come up from a scenario that ooh, happened in our business in seo hive uh, or was brought to our attention by a client a couple of weeks ago where uh one of our agency partners sent us some reports that their client had run on some content on their website from an ai checker and the reports had come back and sent three reports. One had come back with a score of 78% on this AI checker. Another for, I believe it was 97. It was in the 90s anyway. And then the third was 100% score on this AI checker for three different pages of content on this website. And the client had sent them to us wanting to know how to respond, wanting to know what we thought of the AI checkers, wanting to know basically uh, did the client have a point and what could be done to to address the issues. And that then sent us on a bit of a journey of discovery. I think that's first, <laughs> quite it, a journey, quite an interesting journey. I got so, to admit, this isn't something like I wanted to deal with that week. No, but it was interesting. It was really like it was an eye-opening experience. Like I'm not mad about the situation. 
No, no, no. We're not 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 mad about it at all. Uh, and it was it it's certainly been useful. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll both agree on that. Um, and for the sake of impartiality, we won't mention the particular AI checker that was that was used. Yeah. Um, however, it needless to say that the reports in inverted commas that they'd sent through were so generic or so uh, so unuseful that in order to get a f- true picture of what was going on, we went up and s- we had to go and sign up for the darn thing ourselves <laughs> and run the reports ourselves to actually get the full detail. And what then transpired was a whole yeah, load of education about what these reports meant, what the tips were that were given in order to improve the scores, and then our differing views about whether they were any good or not in the first place. <laughs> Um, so that I is should also we, sorry I should also add great. we discussed with them as well so that we, it wasn't just our discovery we we talked with the uh, company multiple times too and in a in a positive manner you know I mean just figuring this stuff out so yeah so let's, let's, <laughs> okay, here, let's here's where Pete's gonna start turning red <laughs> no, no no I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chill pill it'll all, it'll all be fine uh, no AI checkers were killed in the uh, in the <laughs> production of this episode so let's let's first things first so the the very first thing that shocked us was the scores that were given uh you know 78 percent 90 whatever percent and 100 percent and it took us a while to, to actually understand from the check in fact we needed our own account to get in and get the information from the from the software itself was to understand what those scores meant because, for example, that 100% score, it did not mean from the outset that 100% of this page was written by AI. The score was a confidence score. So what it was saying was that the the checker was 100% confident that AI had been used in the production of some part of that page. That could be I'm presuming it wasn't doing individual words, but that could have been a sentence, it could have been a paragraph, it could have been a, a section, or it could have been the whole thing. It, that's not to say that the whole thing was 100%. And that was very misleading from the outset. And the tone of the message that had come from the end client was very much like, hey, this page is entirely AI. This isn't this yep. isn't on. Yeah. So there's, there's I think that's the biggest expectation there. That's probably the biggest problem is how it's, I don't want to say advertise from a marketing standpoint, but how the results are conveyed. It's, it's very alarmist and very like, almost feels like, like they're accusing. Yeah. I, I felt when, when we first got this, the, my first instinct was we need to talk to writers and find out what the heck's going on. Why the heck they be doing that? And there's a lot more to the story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the thing is that, I mean, I've got the sales page of the website of the particular AI checker up in front of me. And um, it, it it says things like our accurate AI checker. It did also check for plagiarism and it checked for facts. Uh, the fact checker, we didn't actually pay for that for those particular scans, did we? Because it, basically each page you ran, you did it took however many credits. It was based on your word count. So uh, when you submitted a URL, it would calculate the word count and then would tell you that it was 20 credits for an AI check, twenty uh, further 20 credits for plagiarism and further 20 credits for fact. We only did AI and plagiarism, to be fair. The plagiarism checks all came back completely clear. And the, as I said, you, you well, I've, I've told you what the scores were for the AI checkers, uh, the AI checks. Now, I do also have a bit of an issue with this. 
which is, I, I don't know how plagiarism is kind of taught around the world. Um, but in the UK, we are taught quite extensively at university about what plagiarism is and why you shouldn't do it. Um, and I struggle to see how something that is machine learnt and therefore machine generated can't be plagiarism. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, I mean... what surprises me is that you get a page that's 100% confident that that's AI generated, has some AI generated con content in it, but yet is still 100% plagiarism free. Because surely the AI bit must be AI from somewhere. So, you know, it, it's learnt it from somewhere. It's machine learning. I know, you know, so how can... It, it seems odd that you'd have complete opposite polar ends of the spectrum scores for for that. That's all I'm saying. It seems a bit strange to me. It, it makes sense in that when you think of the concept that way. But at the same time, what you're describing is exactly what a human would do. They would consume the information. They would process it and they would regurgitate it onto the page so it's kind of the to me it's the same thing i wouldn't define it as plagiarism i would say plagiarism is at least the way i'm concerned about it is very literally the the verbatim copying of text mm. yeah. you know what i mean or even i guess even verbatim you know even just taking like a sentence and like for example we've used uh we, i will say this name because we have no problem with them, but copyscape we've had that forever and it's, it's one of those things that, again, when I log in there, I go, does this look like it's from 1994? Can you guys update your website? Do something modern. I, it's, it's yeah. I don't want to give you my credit card information, but we do. Because um, <laughs> I don't know of anything better right now. But, yeah, you log you in know, and think, is this secure? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Chrome's not warning me, so I guess it's all right. It's so funny how, like, how, I don't know. <laughs> um you know what I mean? Like it, my mind's blanking, but uh, in real life, you know what I mean? If you see a pretty girl, you're like, Oh, she's pretty. I'm, I'm interested in her websites in the same way. It's like, Oh, it looks pretty. I trust it. Like it doesn't look good. I don't trust it. And what so funny. We've gotten to that now, stage. Jeff gives his credit card details to pretty girls. Uh, <laughs> gives? No. Gave? Maybe. Anyway. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> What were we saying? No. Um, weren't, yeah, weren't we just so, saying before this that we needed some kind of uh, some kind of sound or to play if you if you went off topic? <laughs> stay on target. Stay on target. We're gonna have a soundboard in uh, in future episodes coming on here. So so Pete so, can keep anyway. me on track and he can make jokes. I can do I can do that rim shot when there's a hilarious British euphemism. What you mean this one? Oh yes. I, I love so it. hope that comes out on the recording. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love it so anyway talking about copyscape you know copyscape will will literally show you that this sentence has been used somewhere they you know um i don't think it'll go down to like a word or a phrase but but a sentence and i the one that we're discussing that was the same thing the 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 one review that i really really you know spent the most time on was like 100 percent ai score and i'm looking through maybe it was 99 but you know it was basically 100 percent and when I was reviewing it, every single sentence was highlighted and you could hover over it. And it was like, we are confident that AI was used to just do this or, you know, or in some capacity. And then there was one that wasn't. And I was like, okay, so what's different about this sentence? <laughs> and there was a grammatical error. <laughs> like I admit it shouldn't have been, it should have, it should have been gone. It was a grammatical error. And I thought, 
okay, <laughs> so that's the only unique one. All right, well, not unique, but not AI generated. So interesting. And that kind of leads to what I find, I think is the most interesting discovery in this whole whole process. I don't know if you know what I'm getting at. Do you want to, uh, should, I, should I just oh, you, put you, it out you, there? You go, you go, you go for it. Okay. So like I said, we, we had to obviously have some internal discussions go, hey, anybody doing something I'm not supposed to be doing? And of course, you know, everything's positive. And, and we've, we come to find out Grammarly is triggering this in like, it was in a hundred percent of the cases, I think it was, or, or really, really close. Yeah. Um, because w- <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a, another, one of our writer team submit another article that we are 100% confident was written 100% uniquely and boom, we're just like, whoa, what is going on here? And some of the discussions that we were having with their support was, well, you know, don't use uh, like, you know, grammar checkers and things like that. Well, wait a second. I mean, reworking yeah. a word or two does not make content AI generated, in my opinion. It doesn't make it unreliable. It's it's not malicious. I don't think there's anything negative about that. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. So, so this is it. So we we didn't only run. We did have enough credits on our on our account which I'll hasten to add, we have now closed. Um, but we did have enough credits to run multiple bits of content through. So we took some content that we generated for that client. We took some content that we generated for other clients. I took some content from my agency that hadn't even been through the SEO Hive process, that had been through you know, a, a complete independent process. That came back at 91%. And, and I'm guessing that's old enough to probably predate, not calling your website old, but I'm guess I know you haven't revamped it recently, so I'm guessing it probably predates uh, most of the AI content. It, it, in fairness, it was, no, it wasn't. It was an S. It was a. It was my one of my agency clients. It wasn't, wasn't oh, my uh, wasn't my agency website. But you know, we took took content from different sources, from different writers, from different processes, and we struggled to get anything that would have a score of zero. In fact, we struggled to get anything that would have a score of under 50%. And that was when we started digging into this a bit more. And we looked at what they termed as tips. And this, for me, is really the crux that undermined the whole validity of what we were looking at and this is where this is where jeff and i do jeff in my opinion do does kind of differ this is where the fight begins because in my in my mind if these things aren't suitable to be used in the real world if they're too complicated and some of the tips that we'll talk about in a second really in my mind do undermine the whole point of using these things why should i give you money if you're going to tell me and in a minute you know that I should remove part of the text. All I'm now doing is gamifying my content in your system that isn't actually going to help me in the real. You know, it, it either take the whole content or take none of it. But don't tell me to then remove introductions and lists and this, that, and the other. Because what's the point in the score at that point? So, uh, yeah, it, the the process it, that that was part of it. Then there was the software that could set it off. So Grammarly was one of them. We have been quite vocal on the podcast before. We use Surfer as part of uh, my agency process. That would trigger it. Um, of course, things like ChatGPT would trigger it, which is that that's what it's there to to find. Yeah, but that's, that's what I would expect. Yeah, but the list of things it said to remove, for me, just got to a point of saying, well, what's the point? If you 
can't give an accurate score with general tools. It even said, don't use Microsoft Word. Because <laughs> of the spell check, the grammar check? I don't know, but it's like, presume. You, this isn't realistic. So, you know, if that's, if it's so sensitive, that that all of a sudden makes it not a real world application for me and therefore pointless and therefore I want my money back. Anyway, I lost, threw my toys out of the pram at that point and said, oh, you deal with it. And <laughs> you were then, you were then, dedicated enough to the cause to actually get involved with the chat support team from this AI checker to then go and try and get a bit further. So I don't know if you want to pick up the story from there because I literally, yeah, I, I was done. I was out. I've got better things to do. Well, credit where credit's due. That that was actually our amazing content manager, Kelly, that was taking the time to discuss with them. I didn't have the patience to do it. I had the patience to like dig into it and try to find the tricks, which of course probably took 10 times longer than just opening chat or emailing them and discussing with them. But you know, that that's, that's the way I do things. Um, yeah. So, so I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't differ completely from Pete. I, I share most of his same sentiments, but I think I have a little bit different of a perception and attitude towards this to this service, this product, whatever you want to call it. Um, the first thing I'll say is it's very affordable. It's only like 15 bucks. I'm not worried about the, the money. <laughs> I am. Um, it's unjust. I mean, they shouldn't I have taken my money for a product that isn't fit for purpose. I, I want I that $15 back. I don't like to blow money, but it wasn't, it wasn't going to keep me up at night. Um, we had a bunch of credits to play with. I, I expect to birth through them and it'd be fun. Um, <clears throat> where, where I started to differ was I look at it and I go, okay, I see the use for this product. I see how it could be beneficial. I think that they're, they're marketing it to everybody who wants to test their content. So that's of course going to be website owners and agency owners and bloggers and writers and con, you know what I mean? People, SEO people, we're the perfect client for a tool like this. I think I would think. And it, when I, you know, I, we haven't looked for one, I have to admit, you know, we haven't been like, hey, we should get ahead of checking on our team because we trust our team. You know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I see how these could be beneficial on a bigger scale. Now, a thousand, fifteen hundred word article, blog article that we're discussing here in the, you know, in, in, in SEO Hive and of course, just with general website SEO, that's a really small sample size. That's not a lot of data to analyze no. um, a 30 page research paper, a college thesis, a, you know, uh, a, a newspaper article and in something in something a lot more, uh, f you know, fleshed out, larger sky, everything like that. That's where I see something like this being useful. Now, is it ready for that? I don't know. It may not be. Well, but that's where that I could go. That's the client for this type of product. You see, yes, you, you have a point. And I, I agree with you in principle. However, you are forgetting one key tip, another tip that they gave in their help docs. So their help documentation was very much geared around false positives and how to improve your content for false positives. And one of the tips they gave in their help documentation for this was to make sure that the content you scan isn't too short or too long 
I so, missed the too long mention. Too short, I assumed, but too I, long, I did yeah. not. Isn't isn't too short or too long? Now I can't. I, I've I've got what I'm looking at is the notes that we were chatting about with uh, with the agency partner and with the client, and I don't. I can't hand on heart say whether they gave a word count of what too short and too long was. I can't honestly remember, but it was to make sure the content you scan isn't too short or too long. So that's again it, real world scenario. Yeah, you granted if you're producing a podcast, uh, a podcast, producing a website, and you're writing 600 word blog posts, I get it. It's you're probably not optimizing that much because you're they're so short anyway. In which case, a tool like this doesn't. You're, re, you're right. You're not really giving it too much to go on. But then on the same note, we've we've kind of been uh, we've kind of evolved into this world where you know chat gpt we we all the training that we have for it is to keep conversations keep chats going for particular subjects because it learns and it learns and the output gets better as time goes by and you know we have uh we have chats uh chats for clients where we've been processing particular parts of uh, data for them and the chats are really quite long because again you've been sort of educating the the bot into what this particular client's about but all of a sudden we've now got a tool which says whoa, 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 whoa. It can't be too short. You can't be on the short end, but it also can't be too long. So <laughs> we don't want all that context. What we want to do is take your $15 and run for the hills. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, that's my cynic. That's the cynic in me coming out again. But that's, uh, yeah, you, you, you can't, the, this particular tool anyway, couldn't scan a 30-page thesis because it would just throw up an error that it's too long. See, I did not, uh, I did not learn that. That, now, I don't even know how to, you know how to like respond to that that's just goldilocks so, is my name of goldilocks now the th <laughs> hang on does that make me one of the bears hmm yeah, let 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 let's move on before it gets yeah. too awkward uh <laughs> so to just just to cover the in broad brushstroke terms the um oh, in broad brushstroke terms the uh the actions that it said to take for false positives this is no word of a lie, are this. Firstly, remove introductions, conclusions, and lists from the text that is to be scanned. Secondly, make sure that the content you scan is not too short or too long. As I say, there may have been word counts around that, but I haven't included them. And thirdly, and this is a direct quote, be, be aware that false positives happen. Great. So now I've just got to be aware that they happen. That makes the world better. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so, I'm not for one minute. I, I should also say that we we didn't just just sort of go and draw our own conclusions about this. We did go and check them out on Trustpilot. We went and checked them out on Reddit. There was some very big profiles about them or threads about them in those um in, in those platforms, and the reviews of them were absolutely shocking. People saying, "Don't waste your money," you know, fifteen bucks you'll never get back, all that kind of stuff. Um, so. Needless to say, we're not the biggest advocate for them right now. However, it did throw up two things, I think, which is where ultimately where this podcast is going to go. One is it really did make us have a real world conversation with agency partners about what we would class at the moment, at the time of recording, January 2024, is acceptable use of AI within content creation on websites. And the second is that actually whether 
whether there will become a time where these AI checkers are of a reasonable enough standard that they become a useful thing to include in your workflow, like you do with plagiarism checkers at the moment. And that's the key that it just doesn't fit in this workflow. Like I said, you know, Pete's obviously very, very against it. I am optimistic that it will evolve that, you know, I'm also optimistic that the use can be done in the correct manner, but it's also, it's just a tool. It's not a, what we were looking for. And I think what our clients were expecting and probably most people that have tested out this specific one and probably many others is that they're looking for a yes or no answer to have I been ripped off and you just can't answer that. You know what I mean? I think that's what everyone's really looking for. Um, and I like, I don't know, maybe I'm just more trustworthy, but like, I liked their mission. I was very optimistic when we signed up for this. I thought I don't want to pay for another thing. I don't want to add another step to our process. I mean, who does, but if it improves things, if we could give clients this report, you know, cause we were talking about, so oh, should we re- generate reports? Like, yeah, let's generate a report. Let's deliver them with every article. Let's go above and beyond. And then obviously it's just not going to benefit anybody. So you know, it's not going to work in our workflow, but I think their goals to, you know, help make sure AI doesn't become this, you know, big headed monster is admirable. And, you know, and, uh, hopefully coming from a good place and hopefully it evolves and, and, and manages to get there. And so that's, that's my, you know, kind of take on it there, but. Yeah. And, you know, we couldn't have sent those reports to clients because no. like, I, like I said earlier, it, it, it isn't, well, it's partly about the headline figure, but that headline figure, like you see AI content 100%. And that's not what it means to begin with. It does mean mm-hmm. it's a confidence score. And the second thing is you then, you know, if you then engage with their process and remove the intro, remove the conclusion, remove any um, uh, remove any lists and uh, either bulleted or, or uh, numbered lists and that kind of thing, um, then you... When the client then sees the report, if they actually spend the time to look at it, they'll say, but that piece of content that you've scanned isn't actually the piece of content that's on the website because there's bits missing. So hence the report is therefore meaningless anyway. Um, and that would look sketchy. I know. It, well, it would, climate, why'd, you, why'd you pull out all the stuff to get a good yeah. score? That doesn't look right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I oh. understand from a technical point, but it doesn't make sense to do it. So, so that there you go. Um, the other thing, just to be fully clear, I should also say that there was an element in the help docs about uh, topics which were more triggered than others, and uh, they they specifically said that comprehensive topics such as academic and scientific pieces of content would be more likely to trigger false positives than others. Now, they it's like academic and scientific. For starters, academic could be any subject that you can study academically so yeah it's not particularly uh yeah that's a very overarching statement as well and, so I'm just and that's what i was thinking was the best use too i was like see i could see it being used to make sure research papers are nope turns out not <laughs> okay yeah absolutely <laughs> i guess i should have read more of the help docs than pete did <laughs> <laughs> well this is maybe why i wanted to just throw it out the window and get my money back but hey you you persevered kelly kelly you were an absolute angel going through that because you honestly there was not enough hours in the day for me to to even consider it. <laughs> um, so that's uh that said we maybe should we put put a link or a shout out to kelly in the in the show notes for this because she, she was our absolute hero, angel. Our hero. yeah she's sorry my mic's in the way i can't move my hands in the right spots today she is uh she keeps our content team flowing smoothly and uh yeah if we didn't have kelly in our lives uh you i was gonna say you and i'd have a lot less hair you've not got much to get going with to be honest um 
You guys gonna let me take this abuse? You gonna let in the comments? Can somebody build me, help me up here? Insult Pete somehow for me. That's he had to really dig deep there. Ouch! That hurts. (laughs) Never criticize a man and his losing of his hair. So let's let's move this on as we as we come into to sort of land with this show. Let's uh, move this on to um to what so what were the conclusions we came to? What what how how did that discussion about acceptable use kind of tie up? Yeah, I think eventually we I mean not eventually, but ultimately what what happened is we just clarified our stance and it didn't change. I don't think it's changed at all. It's you know it's been the same and it's that hey we you know. We research from what's available, information that's available. That's how we and other content writers out there manage to, you know, write interesting articles about topics that they have no education on. The internet can educate you very quickly, not going to lie. But it's also, you know, it's their own flavor. And that's, that's what you have to do with it. You have to write it. You have to, you know, use your own language and your own words. And you can't just put in these ideas and let something spit it out. And then expect that to be perfect. So we've never had that idea or that, you know, we've never, we've never tried that. We never want to do that. And none of our writers have, which has been fantastic. Mm. Beyond that, there's a lot of great tools, you know, um, like you're big on surfer SEO. I haven't used that much myself, but if there's a tool that can go out and help find the, the, you know, the research for you, great. You know, if you can look at your competitors and see what they're doing and give yeah. you some information, great. So, um, so that's 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 exactly it. I mean, we we summarized it in the in the sort of email to the agency partner to say, look, we we accept that we can use AI for research, planning, and data processing. However, all copy needs to be handwritten. Surfer for those Surfer now has and has for maybe six months or so. It does have an AI generator within it, which we don't use. But where Surfer shines where it came into its own the reason we use it is because it uses ai when you stipulate that you want to write a piece of content about x it uses ai to benchmark the words that you're writing against the top 10 results so it gives you a steer on copy length it gives you a steer on how many paragraphs and headings there are it gives you a steer on how many images there are gives you a steer on how many related keywords are used how many keyword variations are used how many internal links there are and it does this in real time. So as you're writing, like in a Google Doc, it's got a panel on the right-hand side and gives you a score out of 100, um, which is also broken into areas of um, uh, four different areas that, that make up that score. So it's, and, and as I say, it's doing this in real time. So you can be confident that the stuff you are writing, you are writing competitively to rank within the SERPs. That's where it's like absolute gold because you you know, you, as a copywriter, as an agency that's writing for a client on a particular topic, you need to know that the the work you're putting in right now is going to have tangible result. So, um, yeah, that's that's for data processing. Absolutely fine to use it in that scenario. You're using it for the betterment of the client. The end result, the pe- the words that go on the page are still handwritten copy that is tailored for the client for their commercial objectives in their tone of voice that is you know it's designed to do the 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 job for them um and yeah i that that's where i see it as being powerful not look we're going to end up in a really bad place if we end up in a website where the machines are learning from machine generated copy and then the web's just going to become the same god knows where we'll end up I mean, can you imagine the tangents we could go off if that if that's I, the uh, no 
I yeah. can't. I'm I'm scared. I'm not like fearful. Now I've been someone. I've worked with robotics and AI for decades. Like before this was common stuff. I've never been fearful for things. I've never been fearful of robots taking over the world or doing any of that crazy stuff. Like I've built them. Trust me, they ain't gonna do it. <laughs> but this is the problem. And it, and again, this is why I think I still had a bit of a <clears throat> maybe of an acceptance, or you know, I felt bad for the product that we we're discussing and not naming. Because I'm worried, I am worried about it running away with with data. You know what I mean? And just nothing malicious. But if it starts, I don't know. You know, if you have a if you have a teacher that's out there teaching kids things that are blatantly wrong, <laughs> those kids are going to have that info for the rest of their lives. You know, and oh, my teacher said that uh, you know Saturn's in another solar system, huh? so that's what it is. You know, I mean, it only takes one little error like that in a machine to be compounded tenfold a thousandfold who knows i mean i don't even i don't know hopefully my kids don't come and tell me saturn's in another solar system tomorrow and i'll find out i just uh willed that one into the machine existence or something so I, I'm, I'm dropping a message after this and just tell them to drop it in in the next couple of days and you'll be like wait what <laughs> that would be really funny actually just, just drop it in the conversation you know wait wait till the weekend and then just drop this one into conversation and watch the look on your dad's face uh, <laughs> in fact better still film it for me <laughs> do it in like a month because i'll for sure have forgotten about it by then <laughs> so um anyway you know this this was one of those things that as it was happening we, jeff and i looked at each other and we thought you know we're gonna have to do a podcast episode about this because it was just it was just one of those real world scenarios that was too good not to mention on the show and i'm sure we will get to a place where these tools have their sensitivity turned down a bit and their accuracy turned up a bit and they may become part of our everyday process like surf uh, like um copyscape or plagiarism checkers or that kind of thing uh have already but at the minute they're just not there yet and they're just there to make money for their founders and it's i haven't Oh, granted, we've had quite a small sample size of these products. And if you have found one that you think is any good, please feel free to let us know. Because I, for one, sure have a hell of a journey to change my mind on these things at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying there isn't something better out there. Like I said, I thought I was impressed by this product until the results. I, I you know, I was I was excited to use it. If there's something else I've I'm happy to spend another $15 against Pete's wishes and testing it out <laughs> to test it out. <laughs> now, before, before we get, you know, uh, uh, an email from both of our listeners that say that Pete shouldn't be against, you know, what's the problem? Why don't you want to show reports to clients? That's not what I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm all for being transparent for clients about the work that's done and how it's done. However, <clears throat> on the same note, if you're going to use reporting software, the reports themselves need to be accurate. And if they're not accurate, then all you're really doing is creating worry. You're creating a storm in a teacup and it's not going to help anybody really in the long run. So that's 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 what I'm saying. And at the moment, I don't think these things are accurate enough in order to be included in the process. And there will become a time when they are accurate enough and I'm more than open to to look at those things at that moment in time but at the minute don't waste your money don't waste your time because we have yeah it might be a discussion for or a whole other discussion for another day but reporting is it's you know you think sending reports is good and it is you know you want to be honest you want to share what's going on but sometimes they raise more questions than they answer sometimes they create more work and it's just a lot of data and information <clears throat> excuse me that is not 
vital to a business owner or, you know, so there's all kinds of things. And I could go off for hours about like website reporting and audit, all kinds of stuff on that front. Oh, and believe me, he can. The, in fact, <laughs> sorry, the reason I joke about that is that one of the funniest things I think looking back at us setting up SEO Hive was when we were trying to map out the processes and this was partly due to our time zones. We, 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 we collaborated on things, but we collaborated in a way of saying, right, well, you go and do that and then you send it to me and then I'll go and review it or I'll go and modify it and then I'll send it back to you. And I just remember putting together certain processes for how things were going to work, particularly things like reporting. And you just sit there and say, man, I know what you're trying to do, but that's just going to cause us a headache. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that because it's going to open up more questions than answers and because it's not defined enough. And, you know, this is just going to confuse people. And, you know, from somebody, your side of the table that had run productized processes before, you knew all of this stuff. I just thought I was being generous to clients. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know. Certain things we changed immediately. Other things you maybe had enough grace and let them go through and we've changed them since because they were causing us headaches. So that was definitely part of the learning curve that I, I had to go on in setting up SEO Hive and uh, hopefully a more rounded, but maybe more cynical individual because of it. And <laughs> Maybe. Is that what caused it? It was all the, <laughs> the reporting issues and everything of just, they've worn you down to, you know, you're old and broken and withered and angry and bitter. Yeah. I now see the world through SEO reports. And uh, anyway, anyway, I think we've said enough. But, uh, you know, if if you if you do want to, st- uh, you know, if you've got any queries about any of this stuff, um, maybe the thing that's exciting that we should maybe close this podcast with is that we've l- we're launching on our website the ability to hold strategy calls. So uh, we, we didn't discuss mentioning this before the show. So Jeff's raised eyebrows are. Surprise. Ooh, we're, talking, we're talking about this now, are we? Um, so uh, we're aware that we're aware that agencies often just have questions and uh, need either another and uh, somebody to bounce some ideas off or need some more information or need to run something past a, a professional, you know, somebody with a, a more educated opinion than they've got. This could be about a website that you're working on. It could be about a client meeting that you've got. It could be about it could be about a discovery session. It could be about anything. And uh, so in order to address that, in order to help more people, we have decided to launch strategy sessions. You'll be able to find them on our website, seohive.co. It'll be in the menu somewhere. And um, basically, you can book a call with us to to discuss any client, regardless of what, or even your own website, um, that you need some SEO support for. Uh, so uh, yeah, feel free to go and check that out. And if you've got, you know, if if maybe you have queries about how to use AI in, in your, you know, in your processes, that's what, that was the connection that I made, Jeff, which is why I started talking about this. Yeah. Um, so feel free to go and uh, feel free to go. You can book one online, uh, schedule in one of our calendars and yeah, we'll spend, we'll spend some time together going through it. We'll ask you for some background information and we'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll spend some time going through it on the call and uh, then, yeah, we can, we can chat things through. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I mean, we've we've done that since day one, but it's always been like kind of on request and, you know, I'm having the discussion and email and stuff. So we just thought, let's just make it easier for everybody and put the option out there, you know, Absolutely. open up our calendars a bit more on when we can and, and things. And so we'll um, we're looking forward to it. It's, um, you know, these these type of discussions are always very exciting and fun in a weird kind of like nerdy way, but they always end up kind of 
opening up a lot of doors and, you know, and paths and stuff. So this should be fun. Um, as we go, I think we'll, we're excited to kind of bring more of the team into the process and too, but for now, Pete and I just can meet more people and talking to more of our clients and, you know, new and old, if we work with you or not, so it should be fun. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. That was the thing I was going to mention, which is, this isn't something that we've, we, we have done these calls before, but with existing clients. And, uh, this is now, this is just open. If you've got an SEO question, of course, we will need to validate that it, it it's, it's an SEO question. That, you know, <laughs> no, don't I, just, I, I'm don't not going to lie. You can ask me anything if you want to pay for an hour of my time. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have I mean, to be about SEO. In which case, I'll tell you, you about how I'm losing my hair, whatever you want, it's your money. <laughs> If you want to book in for relationship advice, please select Jeff's calendar because, uh, yeah, mine mine isn't going to be uh, mine isn't going to be so good. Well, um, bad but, relationship advice. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that we're really excited to launch at the start of this year. So uh, feel free to check it out if it is going to be of use to you. And if we don't see you in a strategy session, we that's will see you in the next episode. So have a good week, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. Later. The WP SEO Show is brought to you by SEO Hive, your agency's proactive white label SEO partner. We understand that finding a reliable SEO supplier is key to ensuring you build stable monthly recurring revenue into your digital agency. At SEO Hive, we have a suite of products that will help you sell, scale and deliver your monthly SEO retainers, from our scout reports and one-off technical boosters, to our flagship local SEO and honeypot plans all of which have clear pricing and monthly deliverables. If you want to explore how SEO Hive can help your agency deliver high quality and reliable SEO agreements for your clients, you can find more information at seohive.co and schedule a call to discuss the next steps.